Thanks for tuning in. You are now listening to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Ken Cairns, a weekly sports card podcast with lessons he's learned in the hobby and life lessons he's learned along the way. So sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded is the cards. You are now on with Ken. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with me, your host, Ken. I'm a retired teacher documenting my hobby journey here on the pod, finding teachable moments to share with all of you along the way. Don't forget to hit me up on social media, on Instagram, at sportscard underscore lessons. Hit that follow button. And you can also find me on YouTube by searching Sports Card Lessons. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend, spread the word. Welcome, everybody. How is everyone doing? Before we start, huge shout out to John from Behind the Diamond. Great interview last week. It was definitely long. It was my longest episode yet in 26 episodes. Um, but it was definitely worthwhile. So if you missed any part of it uh, from beginning to end, it was an hour and 20 minutes. But it was definitely worth worth listening to. It was a, it was a great, great interview. Uh, and a shout out to, to, to John, just great interview, uh, found some time this past weekend to get out to a local show. Uh, I also made a pretty big deal last week that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but first, uh, let's jump into it. What, what's your negotiation style? So when you're out at a show and you, you see a card, whether you're on, you're buying it or you're selling it, whether you're a dealer or, or an attendee. always have to be in your favor do you care if it's in your favor as long as do you take advantage of somebody if you can if you've got somebody that that you know you know yourself that the comps on a card are say three hundred dollars and you've got it priced at four and you're negotiating around 375 or 390. Do, do, do you do you stay at that price or do you say, hey, look, I know the comps are around 300, um, but, you know, I, I I need to get, you know, say 350 out of it um, because that's what I'm into. it. I mean, do, do, do you explain that or you just hope that the person's going to buy that and maybe look later and realize maybe they've overpaid? Um do you need to get the most out of every deal? I mean, that that seems to be um, some of the people in the hobby, some people that I see at all the shows, there's certain people that come that have to be winning every time. If, if there's the comps at 100, that they, they only want to spend 75. Uh, and, and no matter what you do or say, they're not going to purchase that card, even though they know it's worth, say, $100. Uh, it's definitely something to think about. You know, Good or bad, whatever the deal is, people always remember and they remember, you know, how you treated them, what kind of deal you had um, at these shows. And the hobby is so close knit. You see the same people all the time at all the shows, whether it's a local show or all the way to national. You start to see, you know, for me as a dealer, I start to see the same people all the time. So being on my side of the table, 
I want to make a fair deal all the time because if these people are coming back, I want them to come back and see me. I want them to come make a deal. If I'm on the other side of the table, if I go to a show and I make a deal, when I show back up, I want people to say, Oh, I remember this guy. You know, we, you know, he was really fair. We made a deal. Uh, and, and just look positive, you know, positive on their experience with me, because I think it makes it easier as a dealer when the people are coming back to the shows and they're seeing the same person. And now we communicate online. Now, now we're on Instagram and we're messaging back and forth. And if your deals are fair, people remember that. And, and if they see something you have they they, they're, they're not even going to hesitate to come out and say, Hey, you know, I know, you know, you you're a fair guy and this is the, you know, this is the, uh, the comp on the card and, and can we work something out? And they, they feel pretty confident and comfortable that something is going to get worked out. And, and a lot of times in negotiating, if you do it right and, and you're fair on both sides, you, you're always, you know, really within, I, I say 25 to a hundred dollars on, you know, most cards, um, it could be less and it could be more. I mean, you could be, it could be from five or 600, depending on what the value of the card, the card is, you know, if you're, you're talking about a, you know, 15 or $20,000 card, you could be within a few hundred dollars. But if you're talking about a, you know, six to 800 to $1,200 card, you may be within 25 to a hundred dollars apart on a card. If you're both fair and, and, you know, you, you have to give every now and then. I, I don't care who you are, you know, you give and take, it's a give and take. And, and sometimes you, you, you want to be a little bit more firm. And sometimes, you know, if, if you know, you're making money on it anyways, you let it go just a little bit for a little bit less. Um, why do I bring this up? You ask. So I had a situation this weekend. Uh, I went to a local show. Uh, I was an attendee and, you know, I go in, go into the tables and, you know, people, uh, you're pulling your cards out and then somebody comes up and they'll see your cards in the case. And, you know, when you're done talking to the person, you know, the dealer, you know, sometimes they'll say, Hey, can I get a look at your case? And, and you know, you start talking to somebody on the side. So that that's kind of happened to me this weekend. Somebody saw, I was looking over my shoulder. They saw some cards and they said, Hey, you know, can we, uh, I said, yeah, let's just pull it over to a table here. And, uh, you know, he started looking at some of my cards and, and he seemed really interested in one of the cards. And then all of a sudden, he just starts to tell me everything possibly wrong that's wrong with this card. Everything. Like there was like, basically he was telling me my, my card was just crap of a card he was interested in that he selected out of my case. And then he made me this crazy low ball offer. And then I'm just looking at him and I said, why would you want such a crappy version of this card? Well, you know, why not look a little harder? I mean, I'm sure you could find one better, you know, and, 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 and I mean, I'm asking for comps on the card, but. Apparently my PSA 10 pop four is just total crap. And, and I realized this, you know, this was his negotiation. It, it that really doesn't work. I mean, do, do you find that that works on other people when you just tell them how crappy their card is and then you make them a low, low ball offer? And he just kind of smiled at me. I said, frankly, I find it kind of offensive. I mean, this is this is a really nice card. And, you know, you came in and you didn't even offer me 50%. I mean, you were at like 30% of the card, you know? And he says, well, that, that's where I wanted to start the negotiation. I said, nobody's going to start a negotiation at, when you make them an offer at 30% of the card. And he told me you'd be surprised, but 
I don't know. I, I, I really, I found that a little offensive. Um, and, and I'm going to share the card with you. I'm just going to share the comments with you just because I thought it was kind of funny, you know, at the end of the day, just thinking about it. So this is a 2019 Panini Black Friday. It's a Josh Allen autograph, uh, number to 25, PSA 10, pop four. And I'm just going to hold this up. Um, if you remember, I picked this card up at National. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. And basically, he said, oh, yeah, he goes, this card's all right. He's like, it was one of those giveaways. He's like, I don't even know what you had to do with it. You, you know, I think you, uh, I think if you went into a store and you bought something, they gave these cards away for free. He said, so it's really like panini crap is basically what he said, what he said about the card. And I said, it's autographed. He said, oh, it's a sticker auto. You know, nobody likes sticker autos. You, you, you literally got to take money off, off the card, you know, for, 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 for being a sticker auto. Um, and uh, the card, I mean, the card last eBay sale was $850. The alt value on the card was $889. You know, so I have a $1,000 price on the card. I know what I'm into the card for. I was looking to take between 850 and 900 and basically he came out and said 350. That's where he wanted to start the negotiation on it. And, uh, crazy. I mean, and, and sometimes you see this stuff at shows too. And I always say to people, I said, is, is this your negotiation? Are we negotiating right now? Or are you just making me crazy lowball offers on, on cards? And, uh, I don't see how it works, but, but maybe it does. You know, I, when we used to go off and negotiate for you used cars, you know, when you used to go through the uh, newspaper, find a car, call up and you go out. I mean, I think that kind of stuff worked. You could say, geez, it needs a paint job. It needs this, it needs that, you know, and then say, well, I can buy it at this and I can do all those other things. I, I think that negotiation worked on that, but I don't think it works on cards. Um, just, 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 just my experience this weekend, and I just, just thought I was, I was, uh, I would just share it with you, just to throw it out there and share it with you, and maybe just make you think a little bit about how, how you negotiate. You know, do, when you go up to a table, do you find, do you think you're being fair? Do you think you're being offensive? Do, does it work for you? I mean, just, just a thought, just something to think about. Uh, as I was preparing uh, for episode twenty-five when I was uh, doing my year in review, um, I set some goals for myself for year two. Uh, and one of those goals was kind of changing my business practice. Uh, I've learned so much about buying and selling in the hobby over the last year. Uh, just a ton. I mean, when you set up as a dealer, you're always buying, you're always selling, uh, you make mistakes, you learn from the mistakes, and sometimes things really work out for you. Um, but overall, uh, me just being observant, and and I know this is going to sound so basic, but when you come into the hobby and you think, I want to find great things to sell that I want to put on my table so when people show up, they'll say, wow, I want to buy that. Uh, and, and when it comes down to the price of things, uh, and where you can find great things. Uh, I made the same mistake most people do. You know, you started buying stuff on eBay, stuff that sometimes your comp was the last comp. And now you've taken this and now you want to put it at a higher price. And then people see that and then they're like, well, and at the end of the day, it comes down to sometimes you just, you, you just rented the card. 
like you literally bought this card for x amount put it in the in in the case and then uh, after a few shows you end up selling it for because there's no other comps so you end up being the last comp and you can't make money that way like you could get lucky and somebody would say you know i really want that card and i'm willing to pay a little over comps and then you could get lucky that way so really just about finding cards um and it I, I know I, I'm going to say it again. I know it sounds so obvious, but it's not as easy as you think about acquiring cards at a low price and being able to go to, you know, below comps and being able to go to a show and sell them at comps. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have been lucky enough to figure out how to start finding cards below comps, where to go, who to talk to, um, talking to people online you know, getting information from people that I know and, you know, somebody's selling these cards or those cards or, you know, just w whatever I've been doing, it's been working. And even, even at the shows too, it's, it's starting to work for me. And I'm, I'm starting to become, I'm saying successful at this because I'm starting to be able to acquire cards at 70 or 75% comps. And I'm able to drop them in my, in my case at hundred percent comps and they're easy sales right? They're absolutely easy sales. It's easy negotiating. Um, and turns out I don't even need to get a hundred percent of the comps. If I can get into a card at 75% or 80% comps and I sell it at 95, 98%, I, if I sell it below comps, everybody's happy, right? I'm making a little bit. The person that's buying it is getting it for say uh, just under comps. Um, and, and, and it makes easy sales. I mean, I watched, I watched people do this at, at national I, and, and I listened and I was observing and I was listening to, to, you know, everything they were saying. And I'm like, this is a no brainer, but unless you're really in the hobby, unless you're really participating in the hobby, you can't be in those situations to be able to get those cards. I mean, you could be lucky to get those cards below comps and be able to turn them, turn them over at comps. You could be lucky, but, um, I wasn't really that lucky in my first year. Uh, I negotiated a lot down on cards so I could make small profits. Uh, and it was more about learning about the hobby uh, and what I was doing. But moving forward, I mean, that's going to be kind of my, um, you know, my new business plan is just go out, be, be able to search and find the cards that I want to put in my case, get them from under comps and being able to to move them at comps. And, and at the end of the day, it's an easy day for me. It's an easy day at the shows for me to be able to, and, and, I, and it's not going to be any hard negotiation on it uh, unless I'm really pushing to try to get, you know, over comps or if a card, is, you know, jumps up from where I got it. Um, I did a couple deals um, this week and this, all this is kind of leading into um as the pod goes on, you're going to, you're going to see how it's all coming together. Uh, so I did a couple of deals this week. Um, so the big deal that I had earlier in the week, earlier in last week, uh, I did kind of a big deal. Uh, not everybody likes to have their deal information put out there. And I, this person did not. So I'm not putting, I'm not putting all the, you know, the, the, the prices and everything, but I'm just going to tell you what I did acquire. Um, last week so just some cards here i'm just going to pull them out again if you're on uh youtube you'll be able to see it so this was all i bought these all in in uh in one lot 
So it's a 2018 uh, Panini Prism, Luka Doncic, uh, PSA 9. I'm just going to hold that up there. This is uh, Zach Wilson. It's the Chronicles uh, Prism, numbered to 99. Nice card. Uh, this is uh, the 2021 Obsidian. It's the Tua Patch Auto, number to 15. Just hold that one up there. This is the 92 Stadium Club Shaquille O'Neal Beam Team, PSA 8. The 1980 top scoring leader, Bird, Irving, and Johnson, uh, PSA 5. And there was one other card. Uh, it was a Cade Cunningham Crown Royal Patch Auto to 99. Um, so I was able to pick all those cards up in one lot last week, and I was able to pick them up for a very good price. So now moving forward as part of my part of my business plan, uh, I'm really comfortable that I can move these cards at comps, and 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 my effort is going to be, I'm I'm going to be able to get paid for my efforts on it. So I put these cards with the other cards that I had picked up or that I own, and I brought them to our, our local show here in Connecticut in Plainville. Um, and I was able to make a deal. Shout out to Smith, Smith Street Bros. Uh, they were set up at the local show. Um, and we were able to get a deal, deal done. And the first thing I'm going to say about the deal um, is that I believe we were both happy with the deal. And we both walked away winners. I say both, like two of us. But there was two of them and one of me. <laughs> uh, but we, we both walked away winners. Uh, I probably could have asked for a little bit more cash and I'm sure they would have agreed. Uh, but after about 10 or 15 minutes of talking and looking at comps, they made me a very fair offer. I didn't need to ask for more. I thought about it for, you know, a, a little bit, but I didn't need to, I didn't need to ask for more. Uh, they were on the other side of the table today and my mind was working as my mind does. Like I was on that side of the table. Um, like maybe I deserved a little more because I paid for this table today, but I didn't pay for that table today. They paid for that day or that day they paid for that table. Um, and when I say, I believe it was a, it was, it was a fair deal. It was a, they, they made the offer to me. I could have come back and said, I want more money, but you know what? I didn't need more money. I didn't need to be greedy on, on, on this particular, uh, deal. Um, I was able to trade them and I'll tell you what the deal is. Um, I trade traded them the Kate Cunningham crown Royal patch auto to one ninety nine, And if you remember that Joel Embiid, the Panini back black box I got from, um, out at national, uh, it's the, the auto, uh, one of one. So it was, it was for redemptions that I had out there. So really I don't, I, when I consider that card, I really didn't have anything into that card. I mean, that card was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a freebie to me. Uh, and I did have some money into the Cade Cunningham and I may, I traded both those cards and in return, I got a 2019, I mean, sorry, 2018 P 
Panini Select, uh, Rookie Josh Allen, Blue Prism. And it's numbered to 175. And I'm just going to hold that up there with cash. So I got this card and cash. And at the end of the day, we were both happy on this deal. And I thought to myself, I don't need to be greedy. I don't need to ask for a little more. And these guys remembered me. I mean, literally, as I walked away from the table, uh, followed me on Instagram, uh, and we've chatted since. So here's a, you know, like a hobby friendship that just kind of started over a really good deal at a show. And these guys are local as well. And I do have to say, but before I, before I did leave, I did make one other deal with them. If you remember the, uh, the, base Spanish pack of Pokemon, the unopened uh, pack that I've had. I've had since, geez, I think uh, I picked that up in October or November of last year. I picked up a few packs of unopened uh, Pokemon packs. uh, And the Spanish one was always uh, always a tough sell to try to get rid of that one. And I pulled it out. I mean, that's how the conversation kind of started. I was just looking at their stuff and I said, you know, I think I have something. They had some Pokemon stuff. I said, I think I have something you might like. And, um, on that one, this is how I knew we were going to get a deal done. He made me a very fair offer on that pack. And that's how we started working on the, uh, Josh Allen, uh, the blue prism. So yeah, it was just, it was just an easy deal to be done. Very little to, to no negotiate negotiating. And, and we both walked away happy on it. Um, and that's, that's what I call a win-win. And that's kind of how I want my shows to go. This is how I want when I'm, when I'm going to these shows and I'm set up, that's how I want these I'm on the other side of the table. That's how I want these deals to go. Um, where people are just walking away as happy as I am to make the deal. Um, so another deal I made, um, shout out to Phil on Instagram at breaks and brews. Um, so here's a first time deal for me that I found something uh, on eBay and I was able to, uh, find him on Instagram and then negotiate a deal. So I was buying, um, a zero cool stranger things, the, uh, stranger things for the promo card from national. Uh, so I am, uh, getting my set complete on that of 18 cards. One card I needed was Millie Bobby Brown, uh, the 11 card, and he had it on eBay. And I know a lot of people talk about doing this and I do this all the time. I'll find something on eBay. I'll look for them on, on Instagram. I'll find them. I'll send a message. And then I'll say, well, maybe they didn't get the message. Maybe they didn't know to look for the message. So then I'll go back on eBay and I'll, basically tell them I sent you a message on Instagram. Uh, and a lot of times I'll never, every now and then somebody will like connect with me and just say, I'm only selling on eBay, you know, eBay only type of thing. But this is the first time I found him on, I found another person on Instagram and we were able to negotiate a negotiated deal for much less because now he doesn't have to pay all those fees. Uh, and I've, since I've gotten the card in the mail too, so I feel comfortable talking about it. So shout out to you, Phil, uh, for my first, uh, my first IG from, from eBay deal. Uh, 
shout out to John from behind the diamond. Um, I had one card left that I was missing from the set of 18 and it was Eddie and he hooked me up with a guy this week who had it. So we made a deal. So, uh, when that card shows up, I will have completed the whole set of 18, um, of the stranger things for the promo set from national. And I still have four sealed packs that I've never opened, which I think they, they hold a lot more value right now than the cards themselves. That's why I haven't opened them up. Uh, upcoming shows this weekend, East coast national looking forward to it. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's at Rockland community college field house. Uh, in Suffern, New York. Uh, it's over 500 tables, so very excited about it. We talked about it with uh, John last week on the pod, um, setting up with him and a number of other people this weekend. Uh, so I will be there Friday and Saturday. I will not be there on Sunday. So if you're there or you're in the area and you're coming to the show, definitely come find me, uh, say hello, and uh, maybe we'll make a deal. Uh, Springfield, Mass, uh, October 2nd, looking forward to that show and the Hofstra, Hofstra show in Long Island, uh, October 16th and 17th. That's a Saturday, Sunday show. Um, all these shows doing, doing, setting up with my good friend, Rob sports card therapist. Um, so we have tables basically permanent tables at all these shows that I'm listing off now. So I'm pretty excited about that and thankful to have him, uh, as my, uh, as my show partner. It's always good to have one of those and that's it. That's it for the week. Uh, I will be back. Uh, we're going to do a Monday episode next week so we can talk about, um, the show, talk about the East coast national. I should have a lot of, uh, a lot of good content for you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, be good to yourselves and everyone around you.